Rogers Band of Renown. Yours truly, Bill Goodwin. Our special guest, Frank Sinatra. And here he is, Bob Hope. Thank you very much, Bill Goodwin. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I decided to do my Christmas shopping earlier this year. Traffic downtown is murder. I know one guy who has a Hudson, and when he drives in town these days, he doesn't step down into it. He just shoves it in the gear and puts his head in the glove compartment. <laughs> and what crowds. Everybody's shopping. Jack Benny was shopping, too. Jack had an awful dizzy spell. Dropped a dime in a revolving door, and it took him five minutes to find it. <laughs> Jack Benny, what he was buying, he said, not very much because he already has a hundred gifts at home to distribute among his friends. His Christmas seals have arrived. <laughs> and of course, I did my family shopping first, so I asked the clerk what I should get for my boys. She said, I'm sorry, I don't believe I know what boys want. <laughs> you should have seen her. She didn't. <laughs> Wouldn't have helped anyway. She didn't have it. But I did get a great buy. But I did get a great buy on perfume this year. I, I always give perfume. Last year it was Toujours Moi. The year before it was Toujours Toy. This year I got a lovely scent. It's called Toujours Smog. <laughs> Don't laugh at these jokes. They may catch up. <laughs> Ever get the feeling that you're in the wrong business? some wonderful presents this year. The newest washing machine not only washes and rinses and dries the clothes, it waddles next door and borrows the soap powder. <laughs> but this year my family's getting gifts from my den that'll help me relax more. A contour chair, a dressing room gown, large can of Ovaltine. They're even changing the calendar on the wall to a hunting scene. <laughs> but everybody was shopping. I saw Jack Dempsey looking around. He thought his shopping was done, but it turned out he didn't get anything. <laughs> thought he was going to have another long count. Well, ladies and gentlemen, our guest tonight is Frank Sinatra. But, folks, the story we're going to tell you really began this morning when Frank made a purchase in a Hollywood jewelry store. These uh, pearl cufflinks will be fine, I think. I'll take 12 pairs of them, huh? Oh, thank you, Mrs. Sinatra. But uh, do you think you'll need 12 pairs? Yes, they're going to be Christmas presents for the crew on my picture. Very important boys, these fellas are, those grips and that guy behind the camera. Really? Yeah, you know it. Last Christmas, I slipped up and didn't send him anything, but never again. Why? What did they do? I don't know, but for the rest of the picture, I looked like I was walking around a Sydney Green Street skin. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Mr. Snarter, where shall I send these? Well, let me see. I just got back in the East, and I haven't got settled yet. Tell you what, I'll be going over to do the Bob Hope radio show. Why don't you send them over to Bob's house? Right. See you later, Maurice. Uh, goodbye, Mrs. Snarter. Oh, uh, by the way, how did you like the signature ring you bought the last time you were here? The signet ring. Oh, that worked out great. It did? Yeah, holds up my pants fine. So long. Say, Bob. Yeah, Bill? This package just arrived for you. Oh, fine. And you know something? It's insured for $800. You're kidding. No. No, that's what it says. Gee, Bob, who'd send you a Christmas present that cost 800 bucks? You better unwrap it and find out who it's from. Well, I can't. It says do not open till Christmas. Well, yeah, but th th this could be somebody who needs medical attention right now. <laughs> Say, I, I've got an idea. Yeah, Bob. It says on the package it's from Maurice Jewelers. Call him and find out who sent this. Okay. Now, why would Frank Sinatra send such an expensive gift? Hmm. Oh, hey, Bob. Uh, that present was sent to you by... Oh, uh, don't tell me, Bill. Let me guess. Is it from somebody that has a slim, graceful figure and soft, wavy hair? <laughs> 
Yeah. A person that everybody looks at walking down the street? Yeah. Someone whose voice is low and musical and gives everyone a thrill? Oh, yeah. And is it someone I'd like to take a trip through the tunnel of love with? Well, you could, but it caused a lot of time. <laughs> Is from Frank Sinatra. Sinatra? Can't be. That's what the man told me. Well, Frank wouldn't send me a wonderful present like this. Why not? After all the things I've said about him, that he carries bricks in his pockets to keep from being blown away. <laughs> and when he makes a picture, they use a string of spaghetti as a stand in. <laughs> but he's the only guy in town that can pull his shorts on from either end. The gift is from Frank. Gee, he's giving me an $800 present. What do I have him down on my list for? Well, let's see. Uh, you were going to give him a $2 tie clip, and uh, then you decided a 50-cent pen would be enough. <laughs> well, if Frank has given me an $800 present, I'm certainly not going to kiss him off with any 50-cent pen. That wouldn't be right. Oh, of course not, Bob. Put him back on the list for the $2 tie clip. <laughs> okay, Winthrop. <laughs> down, Liberace's mother. Look at those teeth. I'm only kidding. I'll get Frank a nice gift. I'll get it. Hi, Bob. Frank! We were just talking about you. Come on in. Hmm. Sit down, Frank. Thanks. Hi, Bill. Hi, Frank. Gee, Frank, it's a real thrill to have you drop in. A thrill? Yeah. Gee, you're looking great. You're looking swell. You know, Frank, you're just tops. Yes, uh, that's the way I feel about you. Well, I didn't know. Should we pick out the ring? <laughs> What'll you be, the confetti? Ooh. Say, uh... <laughs> Frank, I'm sincere about this. I'm proud to have you on the show, boy. You're the greatest performer, greatest personality, greatest singer, greatest talent. Bob. Yeah? It's no use. You still got to pay me. <laughs> Don't get too many laughs. I can always finish this program with Eddie Fisher, you know. <laughs> you deserve it. Get this, Bob. What's all this big friendship kick all of a sudden? What's well, I'm all happy, about? that's all. Why? Well, the way I'm being treated. Till this year, I didn't believe in Santa Claus. You sound like a Republican. <laughs> now, you'll understand in a minute. Pardon me while I go in the other room and get a certain package. All right. Say, when'd you get back from the East, Frank? Just arrived, Bill. I wanted to be here for the holiday. Oh, naturally. How about you, Will? Is the jolly old gent with a big tummy going to be good to you this year? Ah, uh, sure, Frank. Bob always gives me something. <laughs> By the way, yeah. what goes on with Robert? He's treating me so great, you think I just shot Red Skelton or one of those other guys. <laughs> no, Bob likes you, Frank. As a matter of fact, he's going to spend a chunk of dough on your Christmas present. Four or five hundred bucks. Old Happy Hips likes you. <laughs> Gee, that's touching. You know, my eyes are getting misty. Yeah? And to think I've been giving him such a brush. Oh, shoot. Here he comes, Frank. My boy, you're looking great. You know something? I'd never believe that you're as old as you are. You don't know how old I am. It doesn't matter. I'd never believe it. <laughs> Now, look, I'm leveling with you. Till tonight, I never realized how young and how handsome you are. Well, Frank, if Bob's so young and handsome, how come there are all those lines in his face? Those are not lines, Bill. That's right. It's just that I have so much good looks, I have to pleat my face to get it all in. <laughs> You don't have to flatter me. I know how much you like me. Not many people send me $800 Christmas presents. What? Do you really think you'll see the day when I'll give you an $800 Christmas present? Oh, I think so. You better start taking vitamins, kids. You've got a long time to live. <laughs> well, why deny it, Frank? Here's the package right here. Let me see that. Oh, Bob, this isn't for you. This contains the presents for the crew on my picture. I just had Maurice send them over here. Oh. Just a minute, Dad. You weren't being so nice to me just because you thought I was going to give you an expensive present, were you? Heck, no, I was sure of it. <laughs> But you still mean what you said, don't you? I mean, about my being such a nice-looking guy and all that jazz. And... Of course, Frank. You're fine. You look great. You're in great shape. 
That is for a human hat rack. <laughs> well, Bob, I meant what I said, too. You do look young. As young as any of those guys. Jack Benny, George Jessel. <laughs> you know something, Frank? What's that, Bob? It's great to be back to normal again. Sure, really. And here is Frank singing South of the Border. South of the border, down Mexico way, that's where I fell in love when the stars above came out to play. Now as I wander, my thoughts ever stray, south of the border, down Mexico way. picture in that old Spanish lace Just for a tender while I kissed the smile upon her face Cause it was fiesta And we were so gay South of the border Mexico way and she sighed as she whispered manana, never dreaming that we were parting. And I lied as I whispered manana, cause our tomorrow it never came. South of the border, I jumped back one day. There in the veil, white by the candlelight, she knelt to pray. Mission bells told me she must not stay south of the border, Mexico way. bells told me ding dong I must not stay stay south of that border down Mexico way I I I Say, Frank. Yes, Robert. Do you recall a little experience we shared years ago during the holiday season? If you are referring to the outstanding fiasco of my career, I certainly do remember it, old man. Pretty grim, wasn't it? It should have happened to Como. <laughs> Would you mind if we tell the folks about it now that the audience is dying of curiosity? Oh, is that what they're dying of? <laughs> One of these days. Yeah. <laughs> Down, Maggio. He's your dog. He looks like eternity got here before he did. Well, anyway... <laughs> Well, folks, a Yuletide incident in the lives of Sinatra and Hope. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we take you back 17 years. It is 1936, the last year of the Big Depression, and everyone is struggling to get along. A certain young man is trying to get a job in a Cleveland department store. Well, young fellow, what can I do for you? Oh, your ad in the paper says you want extra clerks for the Christmas rush? I thought you'd give me a job because I'm a Cleveland boy, and you know my family. You knew my father before me and his father before him. All right, Hope, I'll hire you on one condition. What's that? Like you say, I know your family. Stay away from the cash register. <laughs> 
Yes, sir. You can start tomorrow morning in the haberdashery department. Thank you, sir. And Dad will be happy when he hears about it, too. I'll tell him next visiting day. I want a present for my husband. Are you the clerk in charge of this counter? Yes, ma'am. Well, tell me, do you have nice, warm, woolen socks that go almost up to the knees? No, I don't. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I really don't need them. I have very hairy legs. <laughs> the very idea. I've a good mind to tell the manager about this. He already knows that we dress in the same locker room. <laughs> We're on the bowling team. Say, uh, <laughs> you want to watch out for me. I'm going to be a vaudeville comedian, and i got a lot of fast lines. Well, never mind the socks. I think I'll buy myself a pair of slippers. Right over here, ma'am. We have a complete line. Carpet slippers, bedroom slippers, moccasins, galoshes, and hip boots. The hip boots are wonderful to slip on when you're going to feed the pigs. <laughs> Do I look as though I have a herd of pigs to feed? I don't know. How big is your family? Pretty <laughs> foodie. Pretty foodie. Why, you. You impertinent young whippersnapper. Floor walker. Yes, yes. What's the trouble, lady? This clerk insulted me. He said my family are pigs. Well, if it ain't Nellie the shoplifter. <laughs> Beat it, honey. Go on down to the silverware section and put the snatch in some of the sterling. All right, I'll go. But you tell Beagle Beak here to be more polite to us shoplifters. We got a union, you know. Thanks for getting me out of that jam. Are you a new floor walker? The dew is still wet on my carnation. <laughs> I haven't even got my striped pants yet. What are those you're wearing? I drew some ink lines on my long underwear. <laughs> but it's a little embarrassing, you know, when I go up to the front of the store. Yeah, and it must be chilly around the bargain basement. <laughs> well, I better get back to work. Not so fast. I got a bone to pick with you. Who is it, you? Oh, uh, what's the... What's wrong? Now, look, while you're working on my section, Sonny, no more calling the customers pigs, you understand? I was just making a joke. You see, I'm trying to get in the show business. No, well, shake, Buster. You mean you want to get in show business, too? Yeah, I want to sing. I eat singing, sleep singing, think singing. I want to be a singer in the worst way. Maybe Bing will give you lessons. <laughs> I got to do one of the numbers on the store loudspeaker. I, I wish. Yeah, all right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Customers, this is Singing Frankie again. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Go up to the second floor, there's a girdle sale today. Hey, let me, let me help you sell those girdles, will you? Back it right in here. Oh, pick your size, pay no cash, put it on your tab. Have a happy holiday while we hold in your flag. Hey, you know something, Carl? You know, we're not too bad. Yeah, if you were prettier, we could do the paper-made pen song. <laughs> hey, Frank, tonight's Christmas Eve. What do you say? After work, we live it up a little. Live it up? Yeah, I got us a date with a couple of creeps. How about <laughs> You want to waltz the light with a couple of fantastics? <laughs> You mean you got us a date with two dames? Well, reasonably accurate facsimiles. <laughs> they work in the furniture department, and their upholstery's kind of loose. <laughs> well, come on. I told the girls to wait for us in the restaurant in the corner. Let's go. I'm going. Say, Esperanza. <laughs> what is it, Calvina? Oh, those boys ought to be here by now. What department of the store did you say they work in? Uh, the haberdashery department. Why? Oh, I'm just getting nervous, that's all. Once I had a blind date with a fellow from the floor covering section. And when he saw what I looked like, he wrapped me in a tube of linoleum. <laughs> well, these fellas won't be like that. What sort of guys are they? Well, they'll think we're pretty. Oh, stoops. <laughs> Here comes one fellow in the door now. There's two fellas. Oh, yeah. For, for a minute, it looked like one fellow with a toothpick. 
Well, here we are. Oh, hello, hello boys. boys. Hello, girls. <laughs> you mean, uh, these are them? This is it. <laughs> you said we had a day with a couple of chicks. So? Chicks, not buzzards. <laughs> Take it easy, Frank. They may not look like much, but they grow on you. They do, eh? Yeah, I've only known them five minutes, and already I'm sick. Sit down, boys. Okay. Oh, you sit right here beside me, honey. <laughs> You're cute. Thanks, Grandma. Now, I'm not so old. I'm just pressing 30. You're pressing 30? In what? Your memory book? <laughs> It's Christmas Eve. Why don't we make a party out of this? Let's live it up a little. Oh, wonderful. Although in your case, it may be a little late. So you guys are pretty shady for store clerks. Oh, we're not just store clerks. Heavens, no. <laughs> we're in show business. We're going to be big stars. We're going to live on Fifth Avenue in the best penthouse. You bet. The Waldorf Astoria in a beautiful suite and in Beverly Hills in a ritzy mansion. Where are you staying now? In an alley under a loose manhole cover. <laughs> Big wheels, let's have some food. Say, waiter, we'll have filet mignons, mushroom, and pheasant on the glass. Oh, no. And no. lobster thermidor, caviar, and champagne. Oh, bye. Ouch. Oops. What are you groaning about? You said you were big wheels. Yeah, but we're a little short of axle grease. <laughs> Well, we've all had a fine dinner. I wonder how much the bill is. $46.60. And you better have the dough to pay for it. Listen, Herm. You're talking to a couple of guys that are going to be famous someday. Just leave the tab, my good man, and we'll pay you the next time we're passing through on our way to Hollywood. Yeah, we'll be shuttling back and forth all the time between Lana and Tallulah. <laughs> You're working out right now, waiting on tables. Us? Waiters? Why, my friend here is going to be a great singer. Then you can be singing waiters. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you start working, or do I call a cop and clap you both in jail? Well, uh, what do you say, pal? Jingle bells, jingle bells, try our stakes today. Just a dollar ninety-eight, that's not too much to pay. T-bone round porterhouse, we've got them by the dozen. They are really famous for they once were Trigger's cousins. Good evening, friends. Oh, thanks for the memory. I want to thank Frank Sinatra for coming out and doing a fine show tonight. Thank you. Dairy Association, the nation's dairy farmers present the Bob Hope Show, transcribed direct from the Veterans Administration Hospital in Long Beach, California, with Les Brown and his band of renown. For the American Dairy Association, whose dairy farmers produce the world's finest family of delicious, healthful food, yours truly, Bill Goodwin. Our singing star, Margaret Whiting. Our special guest, Esther Williams. And here he is, Bob Hope. Thank you very much. Here I am, ladies and gentlemen, for the American Dairy Association, which sends you Christmas greetings for the entire year and me for 30 minutes. Yes, sir. <laughs> the Dairy Farmers of America are really grateful to the American public for their support, and they've asked me to tell you that as long as you keep consuming milk, they'll be in there pulling for you. of my sponsors don't know it, but today I'm so full of Christmas spirit that I went out today and hung sleigh bells on all their cows. <laughs> I 
I won't say where, but tomorrow morning a couple of milkers are going to be Swiss bell ringers. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're at the Long Beach Veterans Hospital, which is about 25 miles south of Los Angeles as the crow flies, and about 20 miles south of Santa Anita as the doe flies. <laughs> but over 2,000 veterans call this place home. At least that's what they call it when the nurses are with an earshot. <laughs> Nurse, that's a girl in a white uniform who can take your temperature and give you one, both at the same time. <laughs> to give you an idea how cute the nurses are in this hospital, somebody hung a bunch of mistletoe in surgery, and they had to operate on one poor guy twice. <laughs> once to cure what was wrong with him, and once to get his lips unpuckered. <laughs> These nurses are so cute, they even had to put a speed limit on wheelchairs here. Everybody wants a ricochet romance. <laughs> But really, this is a great place, and I wish you could all see this gorgeous auditorium we have here. (laughs) And I asked Colonel McBride what time I could put on my show for the patients. He said, right after dinner, Hope, that's the usual time for their sedative. (laughs) Anyway, it's wonderful to be down here on Christmas and sharing the fun. The cooks here went all out for Christmas. They wanted to give the boys a white Christmas, so they bleached the beans. (laughs) I'm (laughs) kidding. Actually, they had a wonderful turkey dinner and topped it all off with a flaming dessert. Flaming dessert. That's better set fire to it, Max. Somebody goofed. (laughs) But it's Christmas time and all Hollywood has gotten into the Christmas spirit. Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart hung a light in their window. Gracie Allen and Georgie Burns hung a light in their window. And Alice Faye hung Phil Harris in their window. Naturally, Santa came to Hollywood. He went to Red Skelton's house and left the joke book. Then he went to Les Brown's house and left the clarinet. Then he went to Marilyn Monroe's house and never left. <laughs> That's his Santa baby for this year. But my wife has been hinting for a mink coat, so I have to do something about it. I gave her two minks and a book titled The Virtue of Patience. <laughs> I didn't do very well this Christmas Very well I hung up my stocking When I went to look in it Foot powder (laughs) But I got a few gifts The boys in the band Gave me some cologne You've heard of Taboo This is called Babaloo (laughs) You don't sprinkle it on Desi Arnaz comes around Sprays you with a perforated maracas (laughs) I won't say it has a powerful scent But as I was driving past Griffith Park Two skunks came out of the trees And yoo-hooed at me to know you had a good Christmas, Bill, and that big smile tells me you're still brimming over with a Christmas spirit. It's been a great holiday, Bob. Lots of presents, all the butter-baked turkey I could eat, and plenty of eggnog. Now, to my mind, there's the perfect holiday beverage, eggnog. It's easy, fast, and tastes so wonderful. All you do is pick up bottles or cartons of ready-to-serve eggnog at your food store, or have your milkman deliver to your door. Add your favorite hospitality flavoring, and you've got the perfect wintertime beverage. Ready to hand your guests in only a couple of minutes from the time the doorbell rings. Let the youngsters enjoy eggnog, too, sometimes flavored with chocolate or fruit juices. Eggnog is so nutritious, rich with all the goodness of milk. Make the most of this holiday season and all your at-home occasions this winter. Serve easy, speedy eggnog. And say, Bill, did you remind the folks to turn in those empty milk bottles? Oh, say, that's right, Bob. Folks, because of the current emergency situation, please return your milk bottle so that no one will have to do without. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure that you've all had a wonderful Christmas. Now, Bob spent the morning at his home in North Hollywood, and up till noon, he wasn't quite sure whether he'd had a good Christmas or not. Let's see. Carry the one plus nine, plus eight, plus five. Hmm. Total adds up to $112.19. What a cheap bunch of relatives I've got. (laughs) They spent exactly the same amount on presents for me as I spent on theirs. (laughs) Well, Bob, have you got it figured out yet? Yeah, Bill, adding up all the presents I received and all the presents I gave out on the whole deal, I lost 72 cents. You lost 72 cents? Yeah, if I hadn't given Crosby a present, I'd have broken even. (laughs) 
Well, gee, you certainly didn't plunge on Bing's gift, did you? What'd you get for him? Oh, it was very nice, Bill. I gave him an apparently gold watch with six apparently genuine diamonds. <laughs> now, just a moment. Is that the kind of stuff you give Bing? Something that's apparently genuine? Well, it matches his hair. <laughs> Listen, Rob, what did Bing give you? I'd rather not talk about it. Oh, why? What did he give you? A lifetime membership and an exclusive golf club. Well, that sounds terrific. Yeah, but what a club. The Penguin and Blubber Country Club of Nome, Alaska. <laughs> the Penguin and Blubber Country Club? Yeah, nice club. You don't tip the caddy, you just rub noses. <laughs> you could pay him from here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Careful, Bill. You can be replaced with a slice of Don Wilson, you know. Say, Bob. Yeah, Maggie. I thought we were going to the Veterans Hospital in Long Beach. Hadn't we better be leaving pretty soon? Yeah, Maggie. We'll leave as soon as Esther Williams gets here. Oh, is she going to be in our program tonight? Yeah. Esther Williams. Yep. You like her? Yep. Her husband is 6'6 and weighs 220. Yipe. <laughs> Why do the prettiest flowers always have the biggest fence around them? Well, gee, Bob, what if Esther's husband were just a little undernourished shrimp? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't try to take advantage of the situation, would you? That, I'm happy to say, is the story of my life. <laughs> anyway, Esther will be along in any minute. Just sit down and make yourselves at home, huh? Hey, Bob, I see you've got some Christmas cards you haven't even opened yet. Oh, I don't have to open these, Bill. I can tell who they are just by the fragrance. Huh. I'll show you. This one's from Ava Gardner. Oh. Well, who's this one from? This is Betty Grable. Well, how about this one? Roy Rogers. <laughs> Roy Rogers? Yeah, you must have had Trigger lick the stamp. <laughs> but gosh, Bob, everybody certainly remembers you. Gee, you've got presents here from Gary Cooper, Tony Martin, Alan Ladd. There's even a big package from Jack Benny. No, that's my laundry. <laughs> we have a trade agreement. Jack does my wash and I iron his toupee. By the way, Mag, how'd you like the present I sent you? Oh, I meant to thank you, Bob. Gee, it's wonderful. Oh, it's nothing. Oh, but it is. What other girl in town has a gift certificate for a box of Dr. Scholl's corn pads? <laughs> well, they're very handy, Maggie. They're great for sealing up beehives, or you can stick two or three of them together and make a nice pot holder. <laughs> for your agent. I'm sending you another... <laughs> And I'm sending you another present, Maggie. A product my brother Jack puts out. It's a guaranteed lipstick. What's it guaranteed for? Three games at post office with a civilian or a trip for the Marines through the Tunnel of Love. <laughs> hey, this must be Esther now. I'll get it. Merry Christmas, everybody. Well, come on in. Gee, honey, you look terrific. Well, thank you, Bob. No, I mean it. You're the answer to every guy's dream. You, you know you're a natural beauty? Hmm. Aren't you taking a lot for granted? How do you know I'm a natural beauty? Honey, when I see a body by Fisher, I don't ask who made the hubcaps. <laughs> <laughs> Esther, you know Margaret Whiting. Oh, we're old friends. Hi, Esther. Hello, Maggie. Uh, oh, may I introduce myself, Miss Williams? I'm Bill Goodwin, the announcer on this show, and Bob's right-hand man. Down, Rover. Well, I feel as though I already know you, Bill. So many of my girlfriends mention you. Oh, no doubt. Uh, I happen to be a great admirer of yours, Miss Williams. The first time I saw you, I said to myself, I said, now there is a girl. <laughs> How is that for a lucky guess? <laughs> Please, don't be uncouth. Uncouth? Are those teeth or is your spine coming unraveled? <laughs> Will you beat it, Bill? I want to talk to Esther. Okay. Bob, you shouldn't treat Bill that way. After all, working on your show is his bread and butter. Yeah, but now he's trying to get in on the dessert. <laughs> anyway, Esther, I'm glad... That's all. <laughs> anyway, Esther, I'm glad you can be on the program tonight. I'm glad you invited me. Well, I'm glad you came. Well, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you're glad. <laughs> We're beginning to sound like Liberace look. <laughs> hey, 
By the way, Esther, I just saw your new picture, Easy to Love, with Van Johnson and Tony Martin, and I thought it was just great. Well, thanks a lot, Bob. Miss Williams, I saw your picture, too. The color was superb. The swimming scenes were magnificent. The wide screen was terrific. The acting was absolutely... Bill, Bill, boy, I don't mind you raving about Esther's picture on my time, but did you happen to catch my picture? Here come the girls. Yeah. <laughs> the romantic scenes. Those romantic scenes with Van and Tony were sensational. Gosh, even now I can feel a chill running up and down my spine. You should. I'm holding a knife at your back. <laughs> you know, Esther, I'm surprised you didn't have me as your leading man in your picture. We could have made some wonderful love scenes together. Well, I was very happy working with Van Johnson. Why should I switch to you? Well, why not? Well, Bob, when you're riding the Super Chief, who transfers to the Glendale bus? <laughs> oh, I'm only kidding, Bob. I, I think you're a wonderful leading man. I, I'm sure you can be very romantic. Do you, do you think so, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you look at a pretty girl and put into words exactly what you're thinking? Oh, I'd be afraid to do that. <laughs> Why, Bob? Well, it sounds so different in court. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just thought... I... I just thought you'd like to make a picture with me, Esther, because I happen to be a champion swimmer, too. You're a champion swimmer? Oh, yes. In fact, I once swam from here to Catalina in 22 hours and back in two and a half minutes. Well, how'd you do that? My garter was caught in the pier. <laughs> and you should see me do a high dive. I have, Bob. You have, really? Mm-hmm. I saw you do a high dive in a pool at Palm Springs last week, and I'll never forget it. You dove with your arms spread out, and a little old lady said, Look, Lockheed is making them without motors. <laughs> Hey, Bob, we better get started for Long Beach. Yeah, come on, everybody. Say, my car's in the shop, so I'll ride with you, Esther. Oh, I didn't bring my car, Bob. My husband dropped me off. Oh, Big Ben? Well, we can both ride with Maggie or Bill, huh? Oh, uh, I didn't bring my car. Me neither. Well, never mind. Here comes a cab. Oh, taxi! Gee, Bob, it's 30 miles to Long Beach, and cabs are very expensive. Oh, well, don't give it a second thought, Esther. You're with Bob Hope now. Pile in, everybody. Oh, driver! Yes, sir? Take us to the nearest bus stop. Snowflakes falling, church bells calling, it's Christmas time again. Fires lighted, kids excited, it's Christmas time again. Now Santa's sleigh is on its way with candy canes and toys and wonderful things that Santa Claus brings to good little girls and boys. Candle glow and it's Christmas time again Carols sung and stockings hung It's Christmas time again There's a tree to trim A glass of brim With love and joy and cheer You all imagine
during the holiday week, Mom likes to take some time off, too. And believe me, she's entitled to it. Now, one way is to let folks fix their own sandwiches. Big, fat slices of turkey or ham, and, of course, a generous spread of butter. All good sandwiches begin with butter, you know, and it's that wonderful flavor of butter which glorifies the taste of the turkey. So whenever you set out the makings for sandwiches, be sure you have the butter where folks can help themselves. Butter brightens the flavor of every food it touches. And now we continue with our show from the auditorium of the Long Beach Veterans Hospital. Hey, isn't this a wonderful place, Bob? Oh, it sure is, Bill. And as Esther Williams just found out, these guys have really got the Christmas spirit. Why? What happened? Esther stood under the mistletoe and 200 bed patients became ambulatory. (laughs) I've been having a wonderful time talking to these fellas, Bob. I never realized this was such a big place. That's the idea, Esther. What do you mean? Well, it's spread out so much, you have to get well before you can come here. (laughs) Have you been around looking the place over? Yes, and and I've met some of the doctors and nurses. You know, there are really some cute nurses here. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of romance in a place like this, Esther. This is sort of a Shangri-La with fog. (laughs) Really, Bob? Anybody that finds a hospital tonight deserves it. The whole town's on instruments. But anyway, I want to say, you know, Esther, the boys recuperating this hospital come from all parts of the country. Why don't we take them on a quick trip and show them what's going on in other places on Christmas Day? That's a wonderful idea, Bob. Let's do it. First, let's see what Christmas is like back in the mountain country. It's Christmas again. Huh? <laughs> oh, it's Christmas, 1953. 53? What happened to Christmas 52? Oh, Paul, that's gone. You know, you look so tired, I just hung up a wreath on your nose and let you sleep. <laughs> oh, same to you, Daisy Mae, Francie Lou, springtime in the Rockies, Bell. <laughs> Think we're overdoing it? It is, Paul, you ought to do it up. I did do it up. You did? Yeah, if I do it. <laughs> Don't know what else I can do unless I take a bath, and I ain't going to do that after what happened last time. Uh, what happened last time you took a bath, Paul? Oh, I'd been killing off Hatfields for 50 years. When I got the dirt off, I found out I was one of them. <laughs> hey, Paul, you got Christmas <laughs> presents for me? Huh? You know I ain't the whining kind, but I sure need a new dreslum. Yep, you sure do, Abner. Abner? You need a dress and I need glasses. <laughs> so you, you want to pretty up with a lot of feminine fripperies, do you? Well, a gal has dreams, Paul. Seems like even a little old pastel of mountain trash like me ought to have something for Christmas, if and I wantin'. Okay, I'll get you something for Christmas, if and you wantin' it. If and you wantin' it, I'll get it, if and you wantin' it, if and... <laughs> Don't try it out, hillbilly me. <laughs> I know Tennessee Ernie personally. All right, right, Ma. You talk me into it. For a present, I'll give you a pig for your very own. Real live pig for you. Just you. How's that? A pig? Yeah. If and there's one thing I don't want, Paul, it's a darn filthy, stupid-looking pig. Why not, Ma? Well, look at the mirror on this wall, Paul, and the marriage license on the other wall. I already got one. Let's go to the nation's capital in the White House and look in to see how the President and Mrs. Eisenhower spent Christmas. Oh, Ike, it's a wonderful Christmas. Oh, it sure is, Mamie, especially for Republicans. After... <laughs> That's about it, isn't it, huh? <laughs> After 20 years, we're finally in the White House. How does it feel, dear? I can't tell you, but Tony Bennett isn't the only stranger in paradise. <laughs> Nothing. It always happens on windy nights. (laughs) Well, 
anyway, Ike, it's been a lovely Christmas. We got some beautiful cards and telegrams. Yes, except this one strikes a sad note. He felt so sure he was going to be elected, then he lost out. Oh. Who's it from? Adlai? No, Jack Dempsey. (laughs) (laughs) And what lovely Christmas presents we got, dear. Yeah, I got a fishing pole and 600 dozen golf balls. Hundred dozen golf balls? Oh, it's not too many. <laughs> I have plans. Oh, well, what are you going to do with them all? Well, I'll keep a couple of dozen to play with. Yeah. And I'm going to scatter the rest on Senator McCarthy's front porch. <laughs> that was wonderful, Bob. Where to now? Well, Esther, almost everyone in the world celebrated Christmas today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and thank you, and and you. Who is that? King Farouk receiving a present from his harem. (laughs) But next, Esther, let's go on across the country and see what went on today in New York. Fine, Bob. Where about to New York are we going? To the tenement district and the tough kids on the wrong side of the tracks. Hey, Moit. Yeah, Hyman. Ain't Christmas wonderful, Moit? Yeah, it's well, Hoyman. Gee, it makes me feel so good and so warm inside, I could slug you. Yeah. In fact, I think I will slug you. Merry Christmas to you, Moit. Gee, thanks. And a Merry Christmas to you, Hoyman. <laughs> well, I can always use them for banjo picks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, hey there, Hoyman. What'd your folks give you for Christmas, huh? Nothing. What'd you give your folks? Nothing. What'd your old lady give your pop? Nothing. What'd you give her? Nothing. Gee, don't you folks like Christmas? Yeah, we like Christmas. We just don't like each other. Ah, <laughs> oh, Horn, didn't you get nothing for Christmas? Ah, uh, my old man tried to do some Christmas shopping, but he couldn't. He couldn't do any Christmas shopping. How about at night? That's when he tried to do it, but the cops caught him. <laughs> He caught him down the basement of the 5 and 10. Now he's up the river doing 10 to 20. Gee, I'm so glad you come over home. It's nice sitting here together. Yeah, you folks have sure got a fancy apartment, Moy. Yeah, you like it, huh? Yeah, what's that room without the door? Oh, that's where the bathtub is. Pa took the door off. Why? Well, when he's taking his bath, he don't want to miss nothing on television. <laughs> that's a... That's what I like about your folks, Moit. They're ritzy. <laughs> hey, Moit. Yeah? You ain't mentioned my new suit. Ah, uh, it's real sharp, Yeah, Hoyman. it's one of them drape suits. Drape suits, huh? Yeah, my old lady made it from the ones in the parlor. <laughs> hey, um, Hoyman, I got some news for you. Yeah? She should have taken the coiton rods out. <laughs> I'd slug you again if I could spare the teeth. <laughs> You know, Moy, being all dressed up makes me feel like that song, Rags to Riches. Rags to Riches? Ain't you heard it? Nah. I'll sing it to you. This suit is kind of tight for singing it, but I uh. guess I can do it. Listen. I know I'd go from Rags to Riches. <laughs> hey, um, what do you know, Hoyne? You're back to Rags again. <laughs> yeah, now I got a split personality. <laughs> hey, shh, Hoyne. I didn't tell my father we had a date tonight, and I think I hear him moving around upstairs. Roger, what is that down there? Mice? <laughs> no, Paul. It's Hoyman Hope. Oh, rat. <laughs> hey, 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 Hoyman. Here he comes. He's coming downstairs. What does he want with me, that old coot? Hey, what'd you say, young man? I said your daughter's a beaut. <laughs> I want to speak to you about that, young man. You've been calling on my daughter for eight years now, and I don't know what your intentions are, but I doubt it. <laughs> ah, Pa, come on already. Please leave Hoyman alone. Uh-huh. You hoid her. Uh-huh. Maybe you better go home, huh, Hoyman? Okay, but you come out in the hall with me, huh? Gosh, it's dark out here, Moy. Hold still, I kiss you goodnight. Hey, that didn't feel like I kissed you, Moyd. It felt like somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Bob. 
Bob, as we close our last show of the year, let's pause a moment to think about the ways in which the American Dairy Association touches our lives. You know, it's pretty hard to imagine just what our country would be like with no eggnog or butter cookies at Christmas time, no ice cream cones, no cream for our coffee or milk to drink. Through the natural richness of this great land of ours, these millions of dairy farmers who make up the American Dairy Association make it possible for us to enjoy all the genuine dairy foods which fill such an important place in our lives. Yeah, let me add a holiday greeting from these members of the American Dairy Association as they extend their best wishes for a glorious holiday season to all our listeners. May the rich blessings of a happy home and the rewarding glow of warm friendships enrich your lives. May this holiday season and the year to come be the finest you have ever known. That is the sincere wish of all of us in the American Dairy Association. Oh, thanks for the memory of Christmas here today in the good old USA. It's peace on earth, goodwill toward men in our old, old-fashioned way. And we thank you so much. I want to thank Esther Williams very much for bringing these boys a lot of happiness out here. Also, Les Brown is band, Margaret Whiting, Jimmy Wakeley, Guy Mitchell, Taylor Mays, Bobby Brand, David Dyer, Joe Graydon. They're all out here with us today, along with a lot of Paramount starlets. Joan Taylor, Marla English, Francie Higgins, Rita Sullivan, Marion Ross, Gene Shores, Randy Farr, Joni Paris, Pat Blake. All these people out here, Long Beach Hospital, along with Bill Goodwin, too. Just sort of bring these boys a little laugh here and there. And to the boys here at Long Beach, Veterans Hospital, for making us welcome once again. You know, this is becoming an annual affair with us. We hope you've enjoyed our Christmas show just as half as, half as much as we'd enjoyed putting it on for you. Got a little of that turkey in my eye tooth. I couldn't see what I was talking about. <laughs> I, um... Now, we really consider it a great privilege to celebrate this Christmas tide with you fellas who've given so much in our struggle to make a living reality of the great ideal of peace on earth, goodwill toward all men. We haven't attained our goal as yet, but with the example of courage and strength set by men like you, we will surely carry on until we do. Merry Christmas and good night. Be sure to listen to the Bob Hope Show next week from Hollywood with our special guest, Lorraine Day. Esther Williams can soon be seen at MGM's Easy to Love. The American Dairy Association, the nation's dairy farmers, have brought you the Bob Hope Show, an NBC Radio Network production written by Norman Sullivan and Charles Stewart, transcribed direct from the Veterans Administration Hospital in Long Beach, California. Remember, butter brightens the flavor of every food it touches.